Queer Arabs podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Alia and Ellie, and we are the Queer Arabs. Yes, we are doing a podcast thing. Praise yeah. us. We're finally doing our Queer Arabs podcast, which we've been talking about for I don't even know how long. A month. No, I, well, we first started talking about it a year ago, mm-hmm. and we're finally, finally doing it. So, uh, who are we? Uh, we are, well, we're one and a half queer Arabs, technically. Sure. Uh, I am half Saudi and queer, obviously. And I am Ellie. I am bi, trans, and Lebanese. Full Lebanese. I don't think that. Versus... There's no such There's no <laughs> such thing as not Lebanese. Either you are Lebanese or you're not. Oh, well, okay, anyway. We're infectious like that. <laughs> That's the one and a half queer Arabs is because of my half Saudi-ness. You know what? We could just claim you as uh, Lebanese. Do you want to like, be Lebanese? It'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, you're now Lebanese. I would Lebanese. love to be Lebanese. That was easy. Yep. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Wow, the conversion process to Leb- being Lebanese is pretty chill. Okay, so what you need to do is affect a French accent, pretend you speak French, yeah. and like completely pretend you're French to the point of claiming you were born in France or went to school. And don't there. I need to up my fashion sense a little bit? Now you're good. Anyway. Uh, all right. Anyway. So the reason we're starting this podcast is um, basically there's a there's definitely a need for a space for queer Arabs, um, for out queer Arabs specifically. Um, there's a need for queer Arab voices to be accessible to the public, and thus the out queer Arabs that we are, that we are. Yeah, because like. Everyone else has their podcast. Why not us? Yeah, right. We felt left out. I want to be yeah. part of the podcast club. And as a Saudi, well, half Saudi, my dad's Saudi. My mom is uh, um, is Midwestern. Midwestern. I was trying to think of a good descriptor, but yeah, I guess specifically Midwestern. Uh, so anyway, um, it's always... It's always been hard to feel fully included in the Arab community, and uh, we'll get into that later on a little bit more. And as for being Arab within the queer community, um, it's not that I have felt excluded as an Arab necessarily, but I have also felt that a lot of people within the queer community can't relate to a lot of the issues that, um, that I have come across. Yeah, I mean, one part of it is our socialization. Since we are, you know, Arabs, we usually come with the whole large family aspect, and we're socialized around that. So sometimes some of us have trouble socializing outside of that group or outside of the larger Arab community, which is very, very, very incestuous, to say the (laughs) least. And not in the actual sense. I mean, more like... yeah. Everyone knows well, everyone, especially in nice. Sometimes in the actual sense, but we won't get into that. Anyway, yeah, word gets around, and you can lose friends and family members if you're outed. So fun times all around. Yeah, and for you, you grew up with 
a yes. very extended Lebanese family oh, yeah. around you. So. Lots of them. Uh, yeah. Some of them still love me, some of them don't. Most of them still love me. But you've mentioned before to me that um, that that was pretty much your social circle. Uh, when I was much younger, yes, that was like the majority of my social cir- circle. Yeah. You know, I had all my aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents and so- whatnot, saw them every week. Yeah. Had lunch and dinner with them, you know, and went to the park with them. It was just, you know, the large family experience. Did I have friends outside of them? Yes. However, these were the large and consistent group. Yeah. So coming out to them, fun times. Uh, yeah. Um, for for me, uh, for the Saudi family, uh, on the Saudi side, um, it's I definitely relate to that. The only Saudis I know are my family and pretty much all of their social circles, like all my relative social circles revolve around our family. So I totally, I totally can see where you're coming from, where it's like, if you, if you lose your family, you basically lose your entire, uh, support and support network. Yeah. Uh, things are different on my mom's side of the family. But, and I didn't, I did not grow up with my Saudi side. So Ellie, uh, Ellie and I have kind of different backgrounds, different stories, but we definitely relate on a lot of issues, a lot of things that we have faced. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we wanted to, we wanted to start this podcast and we're hoping that it, you know, we're hoping to take it in many really interesting directions. We definitely want to have guest speakers on within the next couple months. Or we have a couple some, sessions. Couple sessions. And uh, what else? Uh, while we do talk about queer and Arab stuff, sometimes we'll talk about queer stuff, sometimes we'll talk about Arab stuff. And since, yes, we are English-speaking Arabs in America, we will be somewhat America-centric at times. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And and we'll talk about all kinds of things. Not necessarily queer Arab stuff constantly. Um, Don't worry, we're not going to make you any gayer than you already are. Uh, so basically what spurred this is last year, I'm, I'm not going to name it, there's an organization in Houston that is for the Arab American community. But like I said, not going to name it. Anyway, last year we had an event where basically people around our age uh, came together and... Let's say 30s. We'll go 20s with 30s. 20s and 30s. Yeah, like 20s and 30s. Uh, got together. A bunch of us showed up to the first meeting at this organization because the point was, let's figure out how to use this space for this demographic. There's There was a big, or there still is, there's a big age gap at uh, organizations like that where like there are programs for children and then programs for older older folks and so you have you have this age gap where you know the organization was interested in filling it and finding ways to get people in their 20s and 30s engaged so we were pretty excited about that and at that meeting i brought up to the group that there is a need for an lgbt arab space and everyone was really on board they they responded very positively it was really exciting and i was i was just like oh my god this might actually happen 
Uh, fast forward to, I don't know, a few weeks later, uh, we asked for a specific date that we could have our first like LGBT Arab, like, queer Arab gathering at the organization's space. And basically the response was, okay, we will support this, but you have to pay the rental fee, which was not what we had agreed on in the first place. And they said basically their organization could not actually sponsor something like that, but they would gladly rent the space out to us. And we ended up speaking to a leader of the organization who told us that the community isn't ready quote, the community isn't ready. And as one of our friends said, by, by saying that, by someone saying the community isn't ready for LGBT stuff, that's code for LGBT Arabs are not part of the community, the Arab community. That's really what that sounds like. And we want to change that. We want to claim our space. We want to within the community and remind everyone that our space is indeed valid. And, you know, um, Thankfully, another organization picked up the slack, and two-faced groups later, we are in business. Yeah. So. So. It's not a total loss. It kind of spurred us to get off our butts. Yeah, no, it's not a loss at all. Uh, because of those meetings, we met some really incredible people, and it has gotten us inspired to do things like start this podcast, because yes. we have realized how much of a need there is. Yeah. So, so, stuff we're going to talk about on the podcast. Again, Arab stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we're both fairly political, so there will be American politics, European politics, Middle Eastern politics, 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 politics. No, not, not that many politics. We'll also talk about just a bunch of queer stuff, queer Arabs, occasionally just like Arabs on the international stage, like Arabs in gaming but is a somewhat interest of mine. Yeah, so. Ellie's a big gamer, so... She'll, yes. she'll have some cool stuff to and talk about. And you are a huge musician. I I am a musician. Um, yeah. That, a musical badass. That topic might come up. Um, so. We're also there, talking about movies like The Insult. Yeah, we just saw a movie yesterday. Let's talk about it now, actually. Uh, we saw a movie called The Insult last yeah, night. Um, wonderfully acted. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, subtitled, of course, because it was shot in Lebanon and mm -hmm. definitely uses its uh, background very well. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about Lebanon. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but... We'll talk about it more in depth later. Well, in another podcast when we really get into spoiler territory. In short, it is amazing. It is well acted. Yeah. Go see it if you have the chance. Highly recommended. Uh, just Google the insult and then whatever city you live in and see if there are any screenings happening right now. The one yesterday in the city we live in. Um, Houston. Houston. is uh, That was the last screening. So You know, but to... indie films always have these regular schedules, so may pop up again. Who knows? May pop up again. Um, it Hopefully, in not too long, it'll actually come out on something people something. watch. Netflix, hopefully. Netflix, you want to do this. Yeah. Just saying. Netflix has, has been pretty pretty good about having good international films, I've noticed. Yeah. But, um, so hopefully they'll jump on. Uh, hopefully the insult will make it on there. 
And so there are some reasons that we're nervous, but also excited about starting this podcast. So first, I mean, coming out as queer Arabs is not an easy task for all the reasons you might expect, but we, we want other queer Arabs to know that they're not alone, and we want the public to know the issues that queer Arabs face. So it's important enough to us that we are willing to come out. Yeah. Uh, so. In relation to our guests, some of our guests will be queer Arabs, some will not, some may be closeted, some may have their own issues. Because our community is so awful to queers at times, so, yeah. we, you know, we can't... Yeah, like... we'll never out anyone. Um, our guests might, some of our guests might be queer, some might be allies, and uh, it's going to be completely up to them to, you know... If they want to disclose themselves Disclose and... But no assumption should be made. Yeah. Exactly. Basically, the people that we want to have on as guests, they're going to be progressive MENA. So MENA, Middle East, North Africa. That's what MENA stands for. So basically, progressive MENA folks. Yeah, although given the, given the fact that Arab and Islam has so much overlap in the, both the public consciousness and mm -hmm. social circles, we're occasionally going to venture a little outside of the Arab sphere. Mm -hmm. Perhaps Europe, perhaps Turkey, perhaps Iran, Pakistan. perhaps Pakistan. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We have a lot of cool ideas for the future and we hope to implement them. And what else? We want to celebrate our allies. So, like like I said, some of our guest speakers will be allies, not necessarily queer. We want we want one of our focuses to be to dispel some of the stigmas against the Arab world as a whole. And we want to show that there are many progressive, open-minded Arabs out there, and we're planning to invite folks on who fit that description. But that said, not all Arabs are open-minded about queer topics, so we'll also be discussing a lot of the challenges that we and other queer Arabs face. So, yeah, both, kind of both aspects. And I have been an avid podcast listener for the past eight years, and this medium has taught me so much. I have, I have learned a lot from all the podcasts I've listened to, so it just seems like a good medium for for a topic like this. And I've noticed that there is none that quite fits the the description. I'm more of a streamer and YouTube type, so. Uh, this is kind of new for you. It's kind of new for me. Uh, the thing is like, even online, I like, I, I personally know so few queer apps. I can, mm -hmm. like aside from Alia, I personally know of like five queer Arabs um, that, yeah. that are both out and you know that are like out out you know not like yeah you know on, on the dl which is a little tragic but they also want to keep their friends their family circles they do not want that well, disruption in their life yeah and a lot of people do fear for their safety so and yeah as a result we there are like a whole bunch of arab networks we we may be a part of or interact with that we literally cannot talk about because it may put somebody's life at risk so exactly you know yeah it's it's a it's a tough balance because on one hand we don't want to continue this stereotype or stigma about the arab community or the mina community in general and make it sound like you know the entire Arab 
slash Mina world is completely intolerant. But we also have to recognize reality. We also have to recognize, yeah, that there are folks within that community who do pose a risk to the LGBT folks. And unfortunately, that causes us to need to, you know, be be mindful of what we disclose. So, yep. in so, court, we're never going to out anyone. Ever. I, I mean, that's just a general rule within the LGBT community and, you know, as a whole. It's not just Arab. Like, you just don't out other people. Do you want to talk a little more about your background? Uh, basically, I come from a, both sides of my family, mother and father, both full of Lebanese. Sorry. Uh, whatever that means. I mean, there's no such thing as pure blood Arab or Lebanese. We're all... Since it is the crosswords of the world, we are all interbred. You know, we've had a few redheads pop up in our family from time to time. And as a result, um, you know, I have a very large family. I have so many family in the city we're in. Mm -hmm. uh, I see them fairly regularly, some more than others, obviously. But, you know, every so often there's a large gathering for, you know, whatever reason. Sometimes no reason, just because, hey, let's all get together and have lunch. Yeah. And you don't have a ton of family left in Lebanon, do you? Oh, I have so much family left in Lebanon. However, uh, it has been very strongly impressed on me that telling them or going to Lebanon would be a terrible idea. But are they, like, are they far extended family or do you have any? Cousins. Cousins and Like outward. first cousins still? Like, co like proper cousins. Okay. Okay, I didn't realize you still had that close of family, I guess. you know. And I believe a few, an aunt or uncle is still there, depending on... Yeah. I know I definitely have aunts and uncles on my father's side of the family. I'm okay. pretty sure I have it on my mom's side of the family, too. And I'm absolutely sure I have cousins, like direct cousins, just because I know of all the drama that happened with them. So, yeah. What okay. drama? Arabs gossip about Arabs and drama? drama? You gossiping. don't say. Um, and anything else you want to add about life, your background? Uh, not at this time. We will discuss yeah. more later. But basically, yeah, uh, yeah, by trans in a relationship with a certain someone. I wonder who. I wonder. It's me, who. by the way. Uh, so I thought we were not gonna out anyone. We can out each other. It's okay. Um, so I, and then as for me, I'm my dad's side, like I said, is Saudi mom's side has been in the U S for several generations. They are of European descent, kind of, I guess, Northern European descent. And I identify as a lesbian pretty much. I did not grow up with my Saudi family, but I have been in regular contact with them since 2001 and have met many of them. Have I, I, There are some that I talk to every single day, pretty much. So I even have a brother in Saudi Arabia. I have, and I, I have hundreds of relatives in Saudi Arabia. None that I know of currently live abroad. Um, I, I could be wrong, but they are definitely super Saudi. As a result, we will not be naming <clears throat> last names either because, of course, it will get somebody in trouble. Yeah, we're just, there are certain personal, like, there's certain personal information that we're going to refrain from disclosing. Just that, because it could get somebody in trouble or killed. I, I just think, you know, it, we can still be open without disclosing super personal identifying information. This so. is true. 
pretty, pretty, uh, pretty important to keep in mind. And Ellie, I would like you to pick three nouns. Any three nouns, but not proper nouns. Plastic pony statue. Okay. So I'm going to ask you three questions and I'm going to implement those nouns. So plastic pony and what was the last one? Statue. Statue. Okay. What's the, what is the strangest thing you've ever seen made out of plastic? Uh, a couple of years back, I saw this one article uh, about this uh, artist who basically made a life-size, like, anime statue, which was, like, which was really, really weird. It was completely naked, and it's just a whole bunch of semen shooting out of him and, like, twisting around him in, like, huge spirals. Made out of plastic? Made out of plastic. All right, moving on. <laughs> and then, what do you think is cuter, a pony or a miniature horse? I don't know. I'll go with pony. Okay, that works. And statue. If you had a statue of your own, who would it be of? Or what would it be of? Henry Rollins. Okay, cool. Uh, basically, one of my favorite singers of, of course, the Rock Rollins, Bla Rollins Band and Black Flag. If you, uh, if you like punk, there you go. Sweet. Sweet. All right, so I'm going to give you three nouns, and you ask me three questions related to those. Let's see. Uh, brick, cat tree, and candle. So how many more cat trees do we need for this place? Uh, at least four more. We do have two cats, so they each need two, at least two. You forgot brick. Forget brick. I oh, you just... Say, what do you think of Pink Floyd's The Wall, brick-related? I do like Pink Floyd. Okay, and... And then, what was the other one? Candle. Can we get rid of all the candles? No! I'm obsessed with candles. Why do you, why do you hate on candles so much? To get a reaction like that. Do you have any... Is there any reason that you hate candles? No. Do you hate candles? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Do you hate when I burn them? Uh, no. You, you do not burn obnoxious candles. I'm trying to think what obnoxious candles would be, like the really the really scented ones or the, the huge the super scented the ones, ones or the ones with really weird uh, scents like flannel and workshop. Ooh. Are those a thing, or did you just make that up? Those are things. I want I want the flannel one. No, you don't. Why does it it's, smell like? Does it just smell like clean laundry? But they're calling it flannel. I. It's just awful. That's weird. But I'm intrigued and I kind of want it. I kind of want it. You hang around me for the weird. You know this. Ops. Uh, so yeah, we just want to mention something extremely important that everybody should be following consistently. It's reality. There is a lot happening in Ghouta, in Syria, Eastern Ghouta in Syria right now. Hopefully everyone listening to this has at least heard a little bit about what's going on. It is being... What is going on? The area is being bombed. It has been flat. A lot of Where neighborhoods... Where is Ghouta? Where is Ghouta? It is in a suburban region outside of Damascus, Syria. And some of the neighborhoods within eastern Ghouta have literally been flattened. And 
hundreds of people have died, thousands, I think, I forget the number, over a thousand basically, have been injured. Basically, the Syrian government is bombing the crap out of this neighborhood, has bombed the crap out of the surrounding neighborhoods, and this is despite a UN, um, secure, UN resolution for a ceasefire. Russia has objected. They said they're going to mm -hmm. do a five-hour corridor, which the UN says is not enough. However, yeah. uh, despite whatever the ceasefire rules are, Guta gets keeps getting hammered, even though... <sighs> Pisses me off the, the phrase that the Russian government has used, uh, the humanitarian pause. <sighs> this five-hour day ceasefire is a, quote, humanitarian pause. Like, oh, thank you very much for not bombing our families for five hours of the day. The other 19 hours, you know, don't worry about it, but five hours, you're such humanitarians. Um, anyway, this is extremely important that we, no matter where we live, that we are paying attention, that we are showing our support, that we are doing what we can to spread awareness, that uh, we are donating, because there are certain Syrian organizations that are able to get into Ghouta and deliver food, necessary items that people have no access to otherwise. Uh, prices have inflated insanely since this started, the siege started. I, I can't give a specific figure. I don't remember, I don't remember the exact increase. A kilo of flour right now apparently is about $2.50, which is way higher than usual. So that yeah. gives you an idea. It's, it's very difficult for people to access basic needs. There are many places that you can donate. One of them is the Karam Foundation, K-A-R-A-M Foundation. If you don't... Dot org. Dot, yeah, I'll give the website. Uh, KaramFoundation.org slash Eastern hyphen Guta, G-H-O-U-T-A. If you go to that page and you donate even just a few dollars, just know that will be used. It will be used for a basic necessity that every human has the right to have access to. Um, you should also go to the Guta Facebook page. Again, G-H-O-U-T-A. Just type in Guta on Facebook. They have their own page where they're constantly, the people who started the page are constantly updating it. People within Guta are posting updates of what's going on. And Guta.com is another good resource. Again, people within Guta are post, are uh, updating the website with the latest. So you can follow it there. Um, and if you don't have money, you can always just yell at your elected officials. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Assuming that any of them care. It's important. No matter if, you know, regardless if you think your representative will care, it's important to reach out to them anyway. Yeah. Um, Bombard them. Yeah. Give them some grief. Tell them that it is not okay that we, we are staying silent. We as a nation are staying silent through this. That we're not doing anything. The U.S. is really just sitting on its hands, not doing anything It's as this is going on. And... Um, not to mention that our borders aren't exactly friendly right now and the U.S. isn't exactly being welcoming to Syrians. Or anyone else of the slightly brown variety. So. Anyway, so basically we're hoping to keep this as an ongoing thing. Uh, we've got our email address, thequeerarabs at gmail.com. We will be setting up Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages in the future. 
course, we may edit the segment out, and you will never hear it, and we will actually have you the proper pages. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we can get set up uh, right now, you know, over the next couple days, and what we put off till later. But thanks for bearing with us. This is, I mean, this is our first time ever recording a podcast, so you know, this kind of rough, rough draft type of thing. But hey, we did it. We yep, got and it was first episode. It, yeah, it's, this is just kind of a, a trial to see like how it goes, what we can do better, what format works well, etc. Please feel free to email us with any feedback, with any any comments, whatever. No questions. threats, please. We will just report either report those or point and laugh. Yeah, yeah. Any negative emails will just it'll be some fun material for next podcast to talk about next episode um again our email address is thequeerarabs at gmail.com i was glad that that email address was was available yep so we will we will be back within a week we're gonna try to make this a weekly thing so thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you later Bye. Peace.